You're listening to Let's go. the Second Opinion Podcast. Second Opinion on what? I think we should get a second opinion. Where all things gaming are on our mind all the time. That's all I can think about. Just like the name says, we might have some different opinions. So get yelling, laughing, crying, and of course some very opinionated gamers. Here are your hosts, Celeb, Bolt, and TJ. It's a quick thing since we've done the last episode, though. Yeah, quick turnaround. A really quick turnaround. And we got another episode coming up after this, so. Yes, we do. But uh, I appreciate you helping me reorganize my pops and my collectibles. They look way better. It does look better. It looks yeah. more organized. It looks a lot more organized. Not no chaos. If you all could see it right now, you would be very impressed. Yeah, it, dude, it looks really good. It looks really good. I just need to get some light strips now. Yes, you do. So, so the stuff in the back can be seen. Yeah. Oh, man. What's up, guys? Welcome to a special episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, episode number 302. It's your boy, Celeb, back again, joined by the man, the myth, legend, Bolts. What's up, bro? What's happening, biggins? How you doing, Flickens? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing over there, huh? What you doing, Tommy? Huh? You taking them down? You knocking them, <laughs> knocking them around with some, with some uh, fucking grenades and shit? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So we just had an episode come out recently, and we saw a bunch of people kind of talking about this. So we kind of wanted to give our opinions on it as well. But on today's show, we're going to be talking about the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Wii U, which are now officially last generation. Crazy, so, man. It is crazy. Um, those consoles respectively came out. The Wii U came out in 2012, and the Xbox and the PlayStation 4 came out in 2013. So that was seven years ago. Um, and now we're getting uh, new consoles in just under a month, or just over a month. Just over a month. Yeah. So um, pretty crazy that it's right around the corner. Some new consoles are coming. There's a lot of negativity around some of them. You know, like there's negativity... Well, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. There's negativity around the aspect of, like, for instance, Xbox is just sending out consoles to, like, all these big-time, you know, you know, industry people um, and letting players actually get their hands on it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Well, Sony is doing that, but they're only doing it in a very controlled manner, very structured manner, only letting certain people test it. Um, but... From what I've seen in general, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox One um, uh, views have, you know, for the most part, looked really good. Um, you know, and the one thing that I've noticed um, is the fact that both of them load really well. Both of them load really quick. Um, so with the PlayStation 5... Um, I saw some stuff that was on Twitter. It was just basically it was pictures of the console in person, the digital system. It look uh, well, the digital and the physical. Um, it looks really good. Um, but there, uh, there was a few people that actually had posted about the console and said that um, as of right now, Godfall gameplay is 60 frames per second. And when you die, it only takes 1.3 seconds to revive yourself. <laughs> Damn. Um, which is crazy. That is crazy. Um, Astro's Playroom near instant load times after death. PS5 is only at... Um, uh, is, is a very, very cold, chilled system. They said that they tested it for... 
I think they said it was like 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. It was either 80 minutes. I don't think it was 80 hours. No, that's a long time. I was pretty time. sure it was 80 minutes, and it was still extremely cold. And the one person that tweeted this out said the PS5... Um, it, uh, the, the PS5 quiet cooling is even more impressive than the ultra fast SSD. It says PS5's quiet cooling system is even more impressive than we thought. And they said that pretty much even at its hardest loading times, you could barely even hear the console running. Well, good, dude. Um, which is a really good thing because that's one thing that I hated about my PlayStation 4. Man, that original PlayStation 4. Oh. If, if you get any kind of dust in any of the vents or whatever, man, it was like. Yes. It was super, super loud. It, it tasted. It sounded like a. Uh, <laughs> it sounded like the a. Schnozberries taste uh, like schnozberries. Jet engine every single time. And that was definitely something with the PS3. Um, but anyway, so uh, they're saying that the load times are extremely fast, um, which is really great. Um, and I think they're saying the same exact thing with the Xbox as well. I, um, I saw a few people uh, tweet out about this, and um, they're saying that um, the system is very quiet, quick resume between multiple games around five to eight seconds, which is a really big deal. Yeah, it is. Literally, like you're playing Madden, and then you want to switch to Doom, and it takes five to eight seconds to load the other game. <laughs> That's impressive. Uh, Major Nelson actually did a video, too, to where he um, downloaded Fallout and had his cloud save or whatever else. Right. And, like, first time to, you know, play it on the Xbox, he literally clicked on continue on Fallout 4 or Fallout New, uh, Fallout 76, clicked on his lo- uh, load or whatever else, and it was, like, instantaneous load time, and it was exactly where he left off on the Xbox One. Well, there you go. It was really crazy. Um, new controller has slight improvements with the um, texture and grips triggers uh, or gripped triggers. Um, but it says one of the biggest things is the quick resume and the quick load times for both of these consoles. So um, apparently our, our time as consumers is more precious than we realized. <laughs> yeah, right. We need to be in and out now. Yeah. But it's really crazy, man. I mean, uh, Microsoft is... Um, has officially um, lifted the curtain on hands-on with the console and given a lot of people um, the ability of checking this out. Um, And it seems like, I don't know, it seems like the same thing with PlayStation. I'm reading through my Twitter feed right now, and it just seems like, for the most part, you know, everything's pretty positive, that both of these consoles are going to load very fast, they're they're playing very well, as I said, too, it seems like PlayStation has everything more kind of like centralized around like certain people testing the console instead of just gamers. So, but most of the times we usually talk about what have we been drinking and what have been gaming. I know Bolt said he's been playing some 2D strategic games. What was, the, bro. what was the one that you played recently? Uh, Ori the Wisp and I started playing uh, Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. And that's a really good game. It's a really, really good it game. Really is. I like um, it. I've been playing Plunder. Um, I could really go into detail on exactly like how amazing my recent matches have been, but I think it's making me a better Call of Duty player um, uh, because it's just a great, great mode. Probably one of my favorite modes of all time. Uh, honestly, one of my favorite modes in any Call of Duty. Well, I'm glad since, you like it since so damn zombies. Much, bro. So, 
Anyways, moving on from that, we're going to get right down into this. This isn't going to be an extremely long episode. We're just going to kind of give our opinions on what we think about the Wii U, the PlayStation 4, and um, the Xbox One, since they are officially now last generation with consoles uh, coming out right around the corner. Um, and it's it's just crazy, isn't it? Like I mean, I, I mean, I mean, just just a little over a month away, we're getting our next gen consoles, our 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 big beefy beautiful machines that are just gonna run like like the gods they are, mm-hmm. you know, you know, ze- almost zero load times, you know, the frames per second are gonna be there with the the graphics and the and the and the game physics and just the beauty and and the all around greatness that these systems are supposed to be, you know, like you said, you you know, we we I'm sure you've been reading Twitter and stuff like that and. And going over to see what everybody's been saying about this and that. And I'm just, I'm really excited to see how well they perform. I really am. I am too. So first step on the chopping block, we're going to talk about the Wii U. So honestly, the Wii U was um, was a very unique console. It's, it's a console that I think me and Bolts both actually really admired. Um, but the thing about it is, is it just was not launched... I guess properly, or maybe it was the design of it, or I think it's a little bit of both. You know, if you, you, if you look at its its predecessor, which was which was the Wii. I mean, there was so much, so much surrounding that system as far as the motion and the nunchucks and something that's and something that was put out there that we've never seen before. Yeah, you know. And then the Wii U launched, and it was like, hey, it's gonna have better graphics, and then you can have a gamepad that has a tablet attached to it. Mm-hmm. Which, which in all reality is, is is fine and dandy, great and wonderful because, I mean, we have our cell phones, we have the Nintendo DS, we have the PlayStation Vita at that time, um, and we do have, you know, our, our tablets that we roam around with. So it wasn't a bad idea. I just think for, like, the gaming world, it wasn't what it should have been. You know what I'm saying? It just, it, yeah. it's, it, was, it was a bad, poor decision in my, in my eyes. But I did... I did like the fact that they were trying something new. They were putting themselves out there and says, "Hey, here's a here's a gamepad. If you're watching TV, you can still play your Wii um, via via the, via the screen that was in the middle of the gamepad. Um, but the but the side part is 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 if your Wii was in your room and your living room was across the house, you couldn't roam too far because it would disconnect from the Wii and so on and so forth. It had some really good ideas, like I said, that, and that, and this was Nintendo's first attempt to really put high def graphics into their system, into their console. Um, yeah. e- even the disc um, you, used the Blu-ray, you know. So um, it was just it, it was a step that we took, um, and it just it, it just didn't succeed as like I thought they would, you know, like I thought it would. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was not impressed by this console for the most part, to be honest with you. I feel that. Um, oh my God! The Wii U did have Blu-ray, didn't it? Yes. What the fuck? It, it had it had a Blu-ray drive. Um, because the games themselves were Blu-ray, but you couldn't watch anything on it. You couldn't watch a Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. You couldn't watch a DVD. You couldn't do anything. Yes, yes. Nintendo mainly and always usually will only focus on games and gameplay and so on and so That's forth. That's so weird, it man. Is. I totally it forgot is. that. Yep. Yeah, because because I would because. Because if you think about it, I, I, you know most of the, most of the time your your kids would be the ones to buy it and play a Wii. Yeah. So why not have that extra function as a Blu-ray player? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But it's still really crazy that they 
They came out with a Blu-ray. It's just like, yeah. so crazy. Absolutely. But this was the thing about the Wii U, okay? It, it, it came out, um, uh, and it was very different. It was first teased and shown off at E3 2011, uh, launched in November of 2012, and it had very poor sales. Um, GameCube, at the time of its... Um, at the time of the Wii U's launch, GameCube was the lowest selling console of all time with only 21 million. Which blows my mind because if Nintendo would have used the GameCube, yeah. the GameCube was so underutilized. Yeah, it really was. Um, and so it was 21 million sold for the GameCube and the Wii U in its life cycle. And, to, and it was discontinued in 2017, only sold 13.56 million units. That's so crazy. It sold it sold almost um, almost 80 87 million more games than it did total consoles. That's crazy. There was like a total of like 103 million games that sold for the the Wii U, but you only sold 13 like right at 14 million consoles. It, it it's mind-boggling. It truly it really is. is. And for for Nintendo, that's 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 not good at all. That you know, and like like we said, going from the Wii, which sold you know 1.1 something, 100 100 million consoles or something like that, to this, it's it's just it it, it was mind-boggling how poor. The system really, really did. Yeah. I'm uh, oh, sorry. Sorry. No, no. Go ahead. E, e, even with the games of, of of the Mario's and the Zeldas and the Kirby's and 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 all the name brand games that we we associate gaming consoles with, you know, and how it just it just it, it was mind boggling, man. Yeah, it really was. And two, when you think about it, the 3DS like triple <sighs> outsold it, bro. Um. The, the release date of 3DS was in 2011, and the 3DS sold um, a total of, like, right at 80 million units. Yeah. So, and and then, of course, moving on from the 3DS, you get, you had the 2DS, you had all those. So, honestly, when you think about it, that's, the numbers are triple that amount when you really think about hardware that's pretty similar to the other hardware, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but that that console was just unbelievable. So I really kind of think they shot themselves in the in their foot because the Wii stood out from the DS. You know what I'm saying? The DS was like a, you know, yeah, it was a Nintendo thing and, and, and it sold a ton of consoles, a ton of games, but at the same time, you got different experiences. Absolutely. But when you had a console like the Wii U that came out and was already doing so poorly and then you're innovating your handheld market uh, better with more games and almost as good graphics, you know, then what's the point of getting a Wii U? Exactly. You, you know, the Wii U pad, you couldn't buy one. Nope. You know, we, we couldn't sell one individually. And if you did buy one individually, I think when they finally came about as a replacement pad or something like that, it was in the hundreds of dollars. It was like 160 bucks for yeah. one. Yeah. So that was really, really, it was a tough sale, man. It really was. But when you really kind of get down to it, um, the, the Wii U was a very innovative console, uh, and it and it had a lot of really good, um, a, a a lot of really good aspects to it. One of the biggest things I hated was the fucking joysticks, bro. Like at the top left and the top yeah. right of the console, yeah. like or, or the of the pad. Yeah. What the fuck? 
it was so hard to navigate anything. It was so hard to use. Um, but uh, it was just a it was just a weird system, you know. And, and it had so much going for it, you know. And it really did because you had games like Super Mario 3D World that came out for it. Um, Super Smash Brothers Wii U was a great game. Splatoon came out in 2015 for it, and it was a mega hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also had like Donkey Kong Country Tropical Breeze. Yeah, uh, that was a fucking amazing game. That was actually one of the main reasons why I even bought the console. And then you had a really crazy game like Bayonetta 2 come out for it. That was an exclusive to the console. It was. I mean, even the launch titles that came with it, Assassin's Creed 3, Batman Arkham City, yeah. Call of Duty Black Ops 2, Darksiders 2. You know, it was it was it was you know, Super Mario Brothers U, I mean for crying out loud. Yeah. So I mean, it had it had great potential. It just it just fell flat, man. Yeah, it, it really, really did. did. Um and um I just don't know. I mean, I don't really understand why. I think possibly because there was such a, there was such a, a lock on the system. Even whenever people did like Wii U content on YouTube, and it's still kind of the case with Nintendo. Yes. But especially when that first launched, like man, people were getting their stuff copyrighted, strike left and right. You know, you couldn't barely share anything. You know me, bro. Back in the day, I would only buy a console if I could make content Absolutely. off of it. Absolutely. So there was no reason to even keep it. I got it. We played uh, We played Donkey Kong Country, <laughs> and then that was it. It was <laughs> like, all right, well, it's time to sell it. So, um, so though we really enjoyed our time with the Wii U, it was definitely not one of the best consoles in the in the generation very and, and, and we'll even go back to this as as little as what this console was like i said it was the first time nintendo attempted high high definition graphics i had a blu-ray drive and so on and so forth had the separate tablet so you could play it i mean it, it the, the the basic set was still 300 dollars in the united states and if you bought the premium deluxe set it was 350 yeah so i mean it was still a hefty hefty price for just a console, yeah. you know, with these other systems, you know, the Playstations and the Microsofts and so on and so forth, you're still getting a an entire an entire entertainment, you know, media system, yes, exactly. basically. So, and you really were limited. That's were. The, that was one of the only that was one of the biggest things about the Wii that I didn't like is you, like you could barely even play DVDs on there. Mm-hmm. You know, you could like you didn't have access to like Netflix and all that other stuff at the very beginning. I think eventually it finally it did. came. It, eventually, it did come. But and I it, mean, that's like a necessity. It you is. know what I'm saying? Especially now, like because these consoles aren't just aren't just gaming systems. They're they're you know streaming devices and you know internet browsers and whatever else you know you want to have all the latest and greatest uh, you know streaming apps available on those consoles. Exactly. exactly. So um, moving on from that, we're going to talk about the Xbox One. So Ugh. the Xbox One uh, launched and the pit of my stomach. <laughs> The, the design was not the best. One of the biggest memes originally was that it looked like a VCR. Um, and it was just that a big... That it did. It was a big block. I don't even remember what the original PlayStation 4 looked like. It was... It was um, oh, I remember it now. Was like real sh- it was like it's real, real sharp di- edge. Yeah. It looked like yeah. an eraser. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So, um, anyway, so this console launched November 22nd, 2013. It launched a week after the PlayStation 4. And one of the biggest letdowns for fans at the time was that the Xbox One launched at $499. So... Literally at the Xbox press conference in 2013, Phil Spencer was on stage and was like, "The Xbox will launch this November at 4.99," and it was like total kind of like everybody was kind of like, 
crickets. It was total crickets, man. So everything was uh, was everybody was kind of in shock. They were like, "Damn, four ninety nine, shit," mm-hmm. you know. So um, it was it was really honestly crazy. And then uh, after that, we move into the aspect of no exclusives. So um, I, it was. Uh, let's Look, let, before I pull up these exclusives or just launch titles in general. Let's just talk to Bolts for a second. <laughs> what what would like as an Xbox main Xbox okay. player? What was your biggest thing with that console? Okay, the Xbox One itself. Um, it it, it was it was a disappointment. Everything from 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 the price of the system to to the games of the system and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Um, my biggest issue with Microsoft really started from the beginning. Um, Microsoft originally originally decided to make the first and pretty much only all digital console where everything was going to be downloaded. Yeah. Um, and of course, I had a big issue with that. You know I did because of the people that don't have internet or have ISP internet. They can't download shit, so on and so forth. But... You know, when they came out, you know, they it just... At I, the I, same time, you wanted it, though, too. I, absolutely. You know, stick to your guns. Because yeah. it would it was something that no one else was doing. You know? Because it, 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 it could have... And I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're I fine. Apologize. You're fine. Absolutely. You're just good. going off of what you said. It could have increased their sales so much if they would have came out and said, the Xbox is going to launch at $4.99. But we're going to tell you now... We got another Xbox that's coming out, Xbox Digital, and it is two ninety nine, and it's got half the stuff, and it's only digital. Very true, very you true. You know what I'm saying? They, they could have absolutely, absolutely done that because later on they come, they do the same thing. They do yeah. the same thing. What we're talking about now? Yeah. Um, Microsoft sticking to your guns and doing what your what the original Project Scorpio was. That's that's what it was. It was an all digital console. Um, it was gonna have it was gonna have the high def in uh, the um, the high def graphics inside the system it was going to have no disk drive it was just going to be the vcr box that 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 we see before us and they just and, and they really and they just they just didn't follow through and yeah. i was really really upset about that because regardless if 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 i did or did not like the disk drive i really wanted them to stay with it because it was something new yeah. it was something no one has ever done it was something that would have separated them somehow some way from that fucking monstrous ass price that they put on the damn mm-hmm. console to something else you know if you know you 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 can have a, a one terabyte even at that time it was only a 500 gigabyte hard drive yeah and that's one thing i was going to say about the wii u too that's what really fucked the wii u is the fact that it only launched with a total of like two gigabytes it was two, space. Two, two gigabyte internal and then you could use a memory <laughs> and then card. you could use a memory card and it could only get up to like eight gigabytes worth of yeah, space i think and it i was, was re- like what the fuck yeah yeah but um uh, back to the xbox um yeah. the um the original Project Scorpio, the original Xbox One, it was it was it was a letdown. It was it was a big bulky system. It got it, you know it didn't get loud, it didn't get hot or anything like that. Um, but it was just it was it was completely underwhelming. It was it was nothing that my, what Microsoft said it was gonna be, and and that's really what I wanted. Now going back to Xbox and them going with the original Xbox now. When you release an Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One S All Digital, and Xbox One X, you have lost your damn mind. Yeah. Okay. In all reality, if if and and I know this is spread out over the next 
what five years six years or whatever how long it is i understand some of this technology was possibly not available now i mean back then as it is now to, to you know for instance to put the hardware inside the xbox one x you probably didn't have some of that stuff for the original xbox okay but the xbox the xbox one s should have been your your your, your launch console because it, because it, it it was a little bit more it was a little bit more powerful than the X, the the Xbox One. Um, it was smaller in design. It was more of a crisp design. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And it's just the 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 flow of the release of the systems was just it, it blows my mind. It's crazy. It it was it was and and like I said, they had an Xbox One S all digital edition. That was like five years after they announced that they originally were going to make an all digital system. Yeah. And I agree with you, bro, because I remember the disappointment that you had of like, why did they not just do what they said they were going to do? Why didn't they launch a digital console and be the first, one of the first companies ever to come out with a digital console? Like that was a huge selling point because that was a, a lot of people, you know, met it with negativity when it was first kind of rumored. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, Bolts was like, "Hey, man, it's a you know I can understand, but this is fucking exciting, bro. Because that's like you know that's all you do. Like even with me, like we get physical copies here and there, but there's a lot of times we get digital copies compared to physical. Exactly. And 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 if and if and if the Xbox Game Pass was in the works from that point on, which I know it had to have been because because Xbox Game Pass is a big big thing." And it's not something they just thought up over, you know, a year or so, yeah, yeah. you know. And if that was the and if that was the concept and that was the thought, then why not just go ahead and make the digital system? So in a couple of years, whenever you have this baby, this egg, this beautiful dragon egg that you're fixing to release, called Xbox Game Pass, where you do nothing but download shit off of the cloud and the internet and stuff like that, you could have just done. But it could have already been done, settled. Yeah. So. You know that that was my one of my biggest things, and of course we I can go into the lack of exclusives, because in all reality, when you get an Xbox, you get Gears, you get Halo, you get Gears, you get Halo, <laughs> you and sometimes and sometimes you may get a Fable, yeah, you know, and that's really all the exclusives. You know, every now and then you'll get a third party exclusive, but you know that's just. It's, it's, it's very small, very slim, if ever. You know, for instance, we had Cuphead for a long time, and then eventually it went to PlayStation. Yeah. You know, so the the lack of exclusives, the lack of games, and so on and so forth, it was it's it's it, it was lackluster for the system. Yeah, and speaking of the games too, when the console launched, they only had a total of five exclusives a day one, and those games were Dead Rising Three, which was not a good game. Terrible. Well, like it was better than Dead Rising Four. Let's say that because Dead <laughs> Rising Four was awful. Uh, Dead Rising Three was just it it was too grungy. Yes. Compared to Dead Rising 2. Dead Rising 2 literally was like, "Hey, let's what make uh, let's make a game that w- uh, and take everything that was great about Dead Rising 1 and just amplify it." Ugh. You know, and then they were like Dead Rising 3, let's make it exclusive on Xbox, which is fine. Let's make it exclusive on Xbox and completely change the entire aspect of the game. You know, to where you leave them all and you go out into the world, but whenever you go out into the world, you know, it's more or less. It seemed like the game was more or less focused on like, let's show what the Xbox exactly. can do, than let's see what this game right, is about. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So then you had a great game, Forza uh, Motorsports Five, which was turned ten at the time, instead of um, what is it now? What's the 
Uh, fuck. Um, is it underground? The people. I think yeah, it's underground. Whatever. Anyways, um, Forza, uh, Forza Motorsports Five, which was fucking beautiful. It was a beautiful, beautiful game. Then you had Loco Cycle, which was done by Twisted Pixel. I love Twisted Pixel. Um, a friend of mine, Jay, worked there as one of their concept artists for the longest time. Really good company, um, but you know it was a, it, it, that they were owned by Microsoft at the time, so it was an exclusive. But it was more or less an indie title. Yes. Um, then you had Killer Instinct by Double Helix, which launched with like barely anything. It was it was very close to the. Uh, perspective of like you know uh, Street Fighter Five. Yes. When it came out, um, and then you had uh, then you had Rise Son of Rome, which now, was by far. Let me say that game right there. That game was the was the launch title that showed the complete power of what the Xbox, the original Xbox One, did and could do. I mean, the graphics, the the game physics was just absolutely stunning and beautiful. And then that was it. <laughs> That's really crazy, bro. It was. Because I remember um, whenever I saw you, um, when I saw you playing it, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, and then, of course, after that, um, after that, whenever I finally did get an Xbox, I was shocked because Rise of Sun of Rome was just such a good game. And it was so... It was such a dark horse game, yes, which didn't make any sense to me um, because it was just fucking fantastic, and it was done by Crytek, so yeah. of course it was going to be a beautiful game. Um, but you know, there was other games that came to the Xbox at launch as well that were not exclusives, and um, I mean, it was a good chunk of titles, and it was kind of the same exact thing with like you know PlayStation as well. But you had, you know, day one, you could play Call of Duty Ghost, Battlefield 4, Crimson Dragon, you know, the EA Sports games, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which was something that you were playing, I think. At yeah, the time. I was. I was. Um, then you could play Need for Speed Rivals, which I loved Rivals on PS4. I really fucking love that game. Um, and then, you know, you had other games like, you know, Power Star Golf, Fighter Within, which was a Ubisoft title, if I can remember right. Um, it was just okay. Um, you had, you know, NBA Live, NBA 2K, Watch Dogs. Um, I think there was a re-release of Call of Duty 2, um, and then Amped 3. So, you know, Xbox One, it kind of was in the same exact boat that the Wii U was. You know, it was like its own worst enemy, um, that it almost actually was the carbon copy of what the PS3 was. When it launched, yep, it was a very powerful console that was underutilized, and it came um, with a steep ass fucking price. Came out with a steep ass fucking price. So now you know, and, and not to get to, uh, to derive from this, but now we're in a more or less of a mindset that these consoles, like the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation Five, they have double the power, double the hard drive space, double the capabilities. Fucking double so, everything. So <laughs> that makes more sense to me as a consumer and also to Bolts and even TJ to uh, to get a console at $499 and realize, oh, you know what? We're getting, a, what we're we, getting what we're going to pay for. Exactly. You know? So, you know. um, And we do have the option as well at launch to be able, I mean... Kind of, you know, it's out there, <laughs> but we have the option at launch to be able to 
to get the digital consoles. And I'm sure, you know, in the in the coming months, you know, six or seven months, those digital consoles are going to be more um, available. I would think so. Um, but you know, you do, if you did want to hold off and not get one at launch, maybe in six months or five months from now, you want to get a, a console, a PS5 or an Xbox series S, um, and they're, and get the digital versions and they're a hundred dollars cheaper. So you say you have the ability of saving money, but it's just the fact of that. The Xbox was just, it was such a steep price. It was, um, it launched with not really a lot of games outside of triple tide, a triple a titles. So they had a certain amount of time to move on from that and be better. You know what I'm saying? And and get bigger games and um, more stuff to play on Xbox One. Now, the good thing about Xbox One, even though I I do somewhat disagree with the way it has launched, you had the Xbox One, then you had the Xbox One S, then you had the Xbox... You had the Xbox One S, all digital, and then the Xbox One X. You had the Xbox One X after that. So, um, as time went on, of course, we did get more exclusive titles for the Xbox. We got State of Decay, uh, or in State of Decay 2, we got Ashen, we got, um, Rare Replay, which was a great collection. We got more content for Killer Instinct, Forza Horizon, uh, 4, um, we had Titanfall, uh, which was a really good game. Um, just, you know, Titanfall 2 was just better. Right. Uh, <laughs> And then you had a multiple amount of Forza games in the last few years. You had the uh, Halo titles that launched, Sea of Thieves, um, Halo Wars. Um, you had uh, Quantum Break, Ori in the Blind Forest, Sunset Overdrive, Gears 4, Gears 5. And Gears, Gears, Ge- Gears 5 is... is, is the Gears pinnacle. Judgment too, right? Uh, no, Judgment was 360. 360, I'm sorry. But Gears 5 is probably the pinnacle of the exclusives that we had. Everything about Gears Five is everything that you want in a video game, hands yeah. down. Yeah. Um, but but like you said, I mean, yeah, we we, we had a, we had a handful here and there, but we didn't have the 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 Last of Us and stuff like that. We didn't have the Ghost of Tsushima's, and we didn't have the God of Wars as much as I don't. I'm not a big fan of God of War. I know it's a great game and what it what it produces. Yeah. Um, we didn't have those. We had our original star studded. Halo and Gears. Yeah. Know? So. Well, what what is one thing um, that you look at when it comes down to Xbox as a system that you would have liked to change? Not in the perspective of like, you know, well, I wanted more exclusives. Yeah, no, you, you, you know how I am about exclusives. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not too big on exclusives, but I do like but I do like shit to play. Um, you know what? While. Xbox was waiting for these AAA titles and these third-party titles and so on and so forth to come out. We didn't have really much to play in between, yeah. you know, for this entire summer, other than the the, the Red Dead and the, and the and the and the Call of Duties and you know this and that. I mean, we you you had The Last of Us two and you had Ghost of Tsushima come out, you know, PlayStation yeah. did. We didn't have none of that, so we're still just sitting there playing all these 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 older, you know, not necessarily older, but these past AAA titles, Assassin's Creed, The Outer Worlds, stuff like that. Um, as far as the, the the biggest thing that that bothered me about Xbox was one, like, like I said, stick to your guns. If you're gonna say something, just do it. Yeah, you know. And and is it, what, what, what's that saying? Go ahead and do it now and ask for forgiveness later. Or whatever, yeah, yeah, know? yeah. I mean, it would have been something that that no other person would have been doing. 
had been done yeah. you know it, it it the 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 all digital console you know throw a two terabyte hard drive in there whatever you know it would have been something that we'd never Different. seen exactly you know and you think about it if they would have done that then they could have you know these these kids that buy these consoles that you have to buy disc for that don't take care of stuff like they should you know you could have saved a lot of money in that stance now of course you couldn't trade in your stuff here and there but that's 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 here or there you know yeah. most people don't trade their shit in now anyways you know and, and, and unless they you know strap for cash but that's a whole nother fucking ball game yeah. but you know m m most of your diehard your diehard gamers in your and they, they keep their shit yeah. You know, they want to play it, and then when they get beat it, they'll play something else, but maybe they want to go back and <clears throat> play it again, so on and so forth. Yeah. So, as far as Xbox, stick to your guns and give us give us some more shit to play. You, 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 you've you been purchasing all these companies. Give us give more us exclusives. <laughs> not, not even, I don't even care about the exclusives. Just I give know, us stuff I'm to play. I'm talking about just original games. Exactly. Yeah, give you us know, some it, original new ideas, new worlds, new stuff to explore. That's what Bolts wants. Now, me and Xbox have not always had the best. You know, I was a really big um, Sony pony when uh, when during the PS3 era. PS, PS1 through PS3. I was all about Sony. Um, I didn't really give a shit about Xbox. I didn't care about their console. I didn't like their games. I didn't like Gears from the get-go. Um, but... Over time, I have come to respect Xbox and realize that there are a lot of good games out there. Um, particularly me, I, I have very particular tastes whenever it comes down to like consoles and the way I like UI to work and how the controller feels in my hand. So, just I was just more or less used to the aspect of a of a PlayStation controller. You know, so I felt the Xbox controller was really big and bulky, Xbox 360. And then, of, of course, you know, the fucking original Xbox. The fucking Duke. The Duke. The worst Ugh, controller ever It's horrible. But then you move into the Xbox 360. It's more streamlined, feels better in your hand, whatever. But I just didn't like the controller. Um, and then you move into the Xbox One. It's more kind of like like sharp and rigid and like you know it's like a hardcore gamer controller you know what i'm saying and then over time you come out with the xbox elite controllers and, and uh you can do modding um with the controllers and stuff and i thought that was fucking awesome i thought that was really cool but you know i have very like i said i have very particular tastes and like i've never particularly liked the um the xbox ui i feel that you know, they are have a huge missed opportunity with their uh, user interface. It's very much like everything I see on a computer nowadays through Windows. You know, and that's that's their business model. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's it's uh, the same type of stuff across the board. You're going to get these, you know, flat, boxy kind of things yep. that, that make you realize, hey, this is a Microsoft product. Um, now, I don't know what their plan is with the Xbox Series X. I don't know if it's going to be more dynamic and stuff like that. But that's one thing I love about PlayStation. I loved about the PS3, dynamic themes. I love that. I love the fact that you can have a theme rolling in the background that's like a video. And you have all this stuff going on and crazy shit happening. And it changes the icons, noise, and look and feel overall. And then they move that into the PS4 as well. And it was just, you know, beautiful. 
to me. You know, games would come out and they would launch with like exclusive themes and it looked great, you know, but that's the one thing that I didn't like about Xbox is like you could put up a wallpaper pretty much and that's it. Yeah. You know, you had to stick with the same exact UI. So, um, but then, you know, of course, as a, as a whole, you know, there were good games that came out to Xbox in the long run. There are great games now. There's Xbox Game Pass, which has fucking exceeded the expectations for for not just fans, but for Microsoft as a whole. Um, and it's a great service. So the Xbox original is not a good console to me. It was not uh, done properly. It only sold a total of 50 million units uh, in its in its life cycle as of now. Now, now with all the fuck-ups that went on with the pre-orders, those, those numbers are probably going to go up because all those people pre-ordered the Xbox One X's instead of the <laughs> Xbox Series S or, or Series X because of the fucking similarities in names. But still... Comparing that to what PlayStation sold is what we're moving into our next topic. PlayStation 4. It launched November 15th of 2013. The exclusives on the console uh, day one were Escape Plan, Flow, Flower, Killzone Shadowfall, Knack, Resogun, Sound Shapes. Um, and then, of course, you had uh, DC Universe, which was a Sony Online Entertainment made game and did launch on PS4 and uh, PC as well. So, um, the the console, when it came out, was just so hyped. It was so fucking hyped. And the reason why is because at E3 that year, Xbox made the announcement that their console was going to be 499 I am a million percent sure, and I've always said this, that Sony planned on launching the PS4 at $499. That was their original goal. But then Xbox came out first and said $499, saw the, saw the reaction to it, and they were like, we're going to launch our console at $399. And it was a fucking crazy shit show. Everybody's like, holy fuck, they're launching $100 cheaper than the Xbox. And that's where the fucking gravy train started Absolutely. pretty much. Absolutely. Um, they launched a week before Xbox. They launched, actually, the PS4 launched in Japan almost like six mo- or five months or so earlier. Fe- February of 2014. Te- February 2014 in Japan. And it came out in November. Um, was it 2014? Or was yeah. it 2013? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Then it launched in Japan after. After. So, um, but still, either way, it launched in in the United States in November, and it was a fucking mega hit. Yep. Mega hit. We had so many people coming into GameStop asking about PS4s. It was ridiculous, and they sold out so fucking fast. Um, But what's nuts about it is that it had almost the same exact type of exclusives day one that that Xbox did. You know what I'm saying? It had this almost the same amount. It had a couple of indie titles here and there. But then over time, over time, the the thing that sold uh, users on a, a PlayStation 4 was the exclusives. And, uh, you know, me particularly, um, I felt that it was the overall just experience. Absolutely. Um, with a PlayStation, you, you didn't just have great exclusives. You had... Um, a great experience with the user interface. Everything was much more streamlined compared to what it was on the PS3. The controller was way better. 
The controller was much improved. You didn't like the, had, six, the six axis? Of course I didn't like the six but axis. You didn't like controlling your dragon? No, I didn't like controlling my lair dragon, Bolt. <laughs> um, but you had, you, had, uh, you had innovation day one. You had a controller that had a, uh, had a touchpad on it right in the middle. You had the motion aspect that was day one of being able to actually use your controller with the with the camera and motion it here and there. Now that's one thing we did not talk about with the Xbox One was Connect, and it's probably a good thing that we didn't talk about. Connect. There was a reason we didn't discuss it. Connect was just Connect. It's the worst thing ever invented. <laughs> but over time, you had so many exclusives in just a certain amount of years. You had games like God of War, Uncharted Four. Bloodborne, Horizon Zero Dawn, Spider-Man, Ratchet and Clank, The Last of Us, Detroit Become Human, Persona 5, Infamous Second Son, Gran Turismo, Until Dawn, Uncharted The Lost uh, Legacy, The Last Guardian, okay, we Colossus, get it. Gravity Rush we 2, Drive Club, Last of Us 2. <laughs> you had all these games. Yes. Okay, You had a lot of MLB games. The Show. MLB The Show, which is now multi-platform. Yeah! Um, Shit's got real. Okay, you got a sorry. ton of games. One of the games that was was a mega hit for me, though, and a lot of people didn't really like it that much, of course, um, but that was visually stunning at launch was Killzone Shadowfall. Absolutely. Um, it wasn't the best game. It wasn't the best game in the series in my eyes, but it was a fucking gorgeous game. I mean, it was it really fucking was. breathtaking. It really was. Um, it, uh, I it, remember getting it, and I think you came over and yeah. saw it, and you were like, "Fucking shit, that's man!" It's, it's it's like one, it's the game that 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 the next gen produces, and it's like looking. This is what your system can do. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just like yeah. it's like so, it's Son of Rome. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, bro. So yeah. So, um, and I think honestly, because of Son of Rome, that's the reason why Xbox eventually had some of the some of the better games, um, in its history yeah. on Xbox One. Um, but like I said, the console launched $100 cheaper. It launched a week early. It had um, some really good titles within the first year's life cycle. Um, and as a, I mean, it's crazy when you think the sales, just the fact that they've, the total life cycle for the PS4, they've sold 113 million uh, consoles. That's 13 more million, con- well, it's 10 million more consoles than the Wii did. The the uh, the fastest uh, and uh, highest selling console of all time, and they did it in like seven years. They did it in seven years. <laughs> That's nuts. That's bro. crazy, bro. I mean, originally the PS2 was the highest selling, yeah. and then the Wii just fucking knocked it out the park. Uh-huh. And then I remember I was like, "There's no console that will launch that will ever beat the Wii ever." And the fucking PlayStation did it. They bro. Sure did. Um, now in the PlayStation life cycle as well, they they did fuck up. And that, that was with the, the PlayStation Vita. The Vita was a fucking masterful handheld system. It was a beautiful, great handheld system that really innovated what the PlayStation Portable made great. Mm-hmm. With the touch pads, with, the, with just everything that you can do on it, being doing Kinect Play to your handheld from your fucking console. Um... This is what was nuts about that is that you could connect if you leave your if you left your PS4 on if you turned it on 
And I say I went to Boltz's house and connected my Vita to Wi-Fi. Just as long as my console was still on, I could connect to Wi-Fi through my Vita and connect to my fucking PlayStation 4 from the house. Yep. And play PlayStation 4 titles on PlayStation Vita. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And they did, uh, they did nothing with it. I don't understand. I don't understand at all. Um, but with that said, it was just an overall great experience from the con- for the console and then they brought out the slim they brought out the playstation 4 pro and the pro pushed it even to um further status with better graphics better you know just better experience the console ran better it still sounds like a fucking jet but <laughs> um the exclusives were just great for me man yeah. i mean ghost of tashima I will never get over that game. Ghost of Tsushima is one of the best games I have ever played. And at this point in time, and listen, uh, everybody at Sony Santa Monica, I love you guys. Uh, Everybody at Insomniac Games, I love you guys, okay? Every title that you have brought out, even Sucker Punch, let's say that, you know, comparing their previous games. Right. Great games. Infamous, great series. Infamous Second Son was amazing. God of War, the relaunch was unbelievable. Um, you know, uh, of course, Marvel Spider-Man was great. Ratchet and Clank was great. And the fact that they brought out relaunch Ratchet and Clank and then brought out a fucking movie along with it and stuff. Awesome, man. Ghost of Toshima. I'm saying it right now here on the podcast. Ghost of Toshima is my PlayStation game of the generation. It beats out every game that I've played on PlayStation 4. And that is including God of War. God of War was a fucking great game. I mean, it was beautiful. It was enticing. It had a masterful story, masterful music. But Ghost of Tsushima, listen, hands down, the best game I've ever played. It was so intuitive, and it was so different. It grasped me like no other game that I've ever played. Um, And it was one of the first games that, in a long time that really made me feel like I was actually living in the game. You know what I'm saying? Right, like right, Skyrim right. made me do that. You know what I'm saying? Skyrim, no, I absolutely understand. Like this is my character. This is a world. It's so expansive. Look at how cra- I've never, I've not had an experience like that since Skyrim first came out. And this game truly showed me what I love about PlayStation. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, when that game came out, and of course it was the last last of the ending generation, it was the last PlayStation title that will launch uh, as of a PlayStation exclusive um, for the PS4. It was such a good send off for the console. You know what I'm saying? Um, but comparing it to Xbox, um, there are good games that that I feel that can give you the same exact experience. But when I, I hold both of the consoles up um, in my mind of just thinking about both of these consoles, um, PlayStation for me hit it out of the park day one. They, you know, they, they gave you the same exact experience, if not better than, than you already had on the end cycle of PS3. Um, you had the dynamic themes. You had the ease to use on the user interface. The controller is fucking phenomenal. It's still one of the best controllers I think I've used in a really long time. Um, you had the exclusives. You had just everything. Yeah, I, it, it, it was almost a perfect console. It really was. I mean... But um, with that said, 
where does this take us with these next generations? Because I can tote on PlayStation 4 all day. Right. But, you know, right now, we don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Exactly. And as far as the next the next step for these next consoles, it's just in, in, in the world of Microsoft, um, my, my world is completely different from yours because of what you were able to experience of the of the of the current you know the current gen I guess you could say until yeah. until the launch of the Series X and PlayStation Five yeah and and, and the world of, of Microsoft you know just um just just be better at 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 what you can do you know yeah get you you've really in the past year or two you have really really struck gold with Xbox Game Pass you know you have struck gold by by purchasing these certain companies you have struck gold by by purchasing Bethesda. You know, you have a chance to really, really, I, I, not necessarily separate yourself from Sony, but take a step further as far as for us, the consumers, for your gaming community. You have all of these resources at your disposal. Don't fall on your face. You know, if, 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 if you want us to have games to play, then put the games out there. You know, you have the Undergrounds, you have the Bethesdas, you have the Ninja Theories, you have all these wonderful um, yeah, gaming companies, developing developers, and so on and so forth. Give us stuff to play. That's what we as Xbox fans want more than anything. We, 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 we stick around because we love your console, we love your controller, we love everything that Microsoft has to offer. We just want more stuff to play. Hands down. Yeah. Give us stuff to play. Give us give us new stuff to play. If you want us to play old stuff, then sit back, remaster it, remake it, whatever you gotta do. Just make it for us. And that's and and that's really the 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 the, the tell of Microsoft. You've started that by doing Game Pass, by giving us, you know, leeway to download games and play on our phone and play here and so on and so forth. Continue that role into the next gen and just and, and let us and give us stuff to play. And, and, and that's the biggest thing. And, you know, and that's what I want, too. Uh, somebody that is very impressed with Xbox Game Pass, especially with the acquisition of Bethesda. I, I still feel like I agree with Andrea Renee. Um, I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts re- recently. I listened to some smaller podcasts, and then I've been listening to uh, GamerTag Radio and What's Good Games a lot. Um, Andrea Renee, Brittany uh, Brombacher, and um, uh, I... Two people that I've known for quite some time, um, but of course, there's other hosts on the on the on the show. Is you have uh, Steimer, and I forget the new host. I'm so sorry for forgetting your name, but um, I, I I feel that Andrea and me have always kind of had the same mindset on like PlayStation, um, and we're both pretty big Bethesda fans. But she had said recently on her podcast that she does not feel that games like Elder Scrolls are going to be exclusive on Xbox. Um, and I have to agree with her. I do think games like Starfield will be exclusive. I could totally see them making Starfield an exclusive oh, on Xbox. Dig out hard. No question. <laughs> but games like I don't I don't see games like Doom no. and and Elder Scrolls being exclusive. Fall, even Fallout now. Even even Fallout, yeah. But who really knows? But with Game Pass, the the thing about these consoles is this. Xbox Series X is the console to get. No question when it comes down, if you're comparing both of them. Um, Xbox Series X will push the graphical power of, of Xbox games to its highest 
extent. Xbox Series S is more or less like, hey, if you want to save money and you don't really care about, you know, visual aspects with 4K and whatever else, then get the Xbox Series S. It's cheaper. Um, and it's all digital. You don't have to worry about paying, you know, whatever. But still, it cuts down to, to me and Bolts being in the same mindset that, like, if I want, if I'm getting a next-gen console, I want a next-gen experience. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I want 4K, 60 frames, or 120 frames per second. I want this fucking shit that's going to pull my fucking brain out of my head <laughs> and massage it. You know, like, I want, uh, I want Xbox Series X to succeed to the extent of the word. Um, but I also feel like we are in a new era of gaming because we're going to have to pay for so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're paying for $4.99 a month. Uh, or four, <laughs> We're paying for $499 console, okay? The, the controllers are going to be more expensive. The games are going to be more expensive. The services are going to be more expensive now. Because not not only what do you what's what's the total cost? You got Xbox Game Pass and Xbox. Um, okay, listen, Xbox Game Pass um, comes with Game Pass. Well, if you get the Ultimate Game Pass, it comes with Game Pass, Xbox Gold, and of course EA Play for four for fifteen ninety nine. Fifteen ninety nine a month. Yeah. And what's the yearly cost? Bro, I don't know. Like a hundred, sure, hundred and twenty or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay, so you have to add that into into that bracket, correct? Um, and then you also have to add in the fact that, like, if you are paying for that, there is still the cost of paying for games that will not be on Game Pass. Okay, mm-hmm. so there are AAA titles that are going to come out that won't be on Game Pass Day One. So you're if you're paying for that fourteen ninety nine a month or fifteen ninety nine a month, whatever. Um, yes, you're getting that experience, but then you still have to add in the fact of paying for a game that now will cost $70. Exactly. And then paying for a deluxe edition that now will cost $89.99 instead of, you know, $69.99 or whatever, or a collector's edition that could up to uh, be up to $200 now. We don't know. Right. Um, so if I'm going to invest that money, I want them to invest in me as a, as a user. So with that said, I want the same thing from Sony. Stop focusing on PlayStation now. It's a dead service. Nobody, I mean, there's people that use it. I think there's 2.2 million users, but how many fucking, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I feel Like you, how many, there's 113 million consoles out there. Uh-huh. So 2.2 million is a very small percentage of users. It's terrible, so terrible Unless percentage. you plan on trying to turn PlayStation now into a service that, that rivals Xbox Game Pass, don't focus on it. Focus more onto the PlayStation Plus collection. That's a great service. I right. think that's fucking cool as shit that day one we're going to be able to, through PlayStation Plus um, collection, we're going to be, or the PlayStation collection, we're going to be able to download a total of like 15 titles day one. That's fucking awesome. That's great. Um, and they're all going to be enhanced by the PlayStation 5. Yes. Um, so, as what Bolt said, what I want from my PS5 is I want to feel the same way I felt when the PS4 launched. I want this unique experience. And and it seems like it's possibly going to be that way. I'm going to have this cool, weird-looking fucking console looking like a goddamn spaceship that's about to take off. You know, and it's going to be quiet. And the load times for both these consoles are going to be fucking nothing. Yep. You know, that's one thing that has always dis- disconnected me and Bolts from gaming. And one thing we've talked about forever Having games like Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead or whatever, these massive fucking games, takes so much time to load, dude. It takes so much time to load. Yes. 
It takes forever. But now we're we're having games that are, you know, I think uh, Danny Pena had posted on Twitter. He said that he loaded up Division 2 on his Xbox. And instead of it taking, like, for, for the fuck ever, um, like, a minute to load... It took like eleven seconds. That's where it is, you know, bro. That's where that's where we're moving into, and that's what we want. So I know it was kind of sporadic, a little bit. You know, we kind of talked about some launch titles, or whatever else, and I gushed over, you know, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, you didn't really say what what your favorite Xbox One title was. <laughs> Honestly, my favorite Xbox One title. Not do do you, do you want third party or no, or do you just want Xbox? Because well, exclusive. Okay, then it's Ori of the Wisp. No question. No question. It's so all fucking, the games. so fucking fun, bro. Okay. I'm telling you, look, look, that game has everything that you want. It has, it has a, a women's school story. It is beautifully paced. The game physics are so smooth. It is fucking hard as shit. And it's just this, the, the, the story really sinks you in. It's, it's yeah. really, it's really, really a lot of fun. Well, whenever I upgrade my phone soon, I'll play it. On my Note 20. I think Gears 5 is really, really close. Just saying. Very close. Very close. <laughs> uh, well, that's the same thing with God of War. It's like right I, I got you. Last of Us 2. It's, I don't know. I know. They're all good exclusives. Of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys. So this was kind of, I don't know. We just wanted to share our opinions on the on the last generation and kind of what we thought about them. And uh, this coming up uh, Thursday, we're going to record it Wednesday. We're going to record oh, okay. it Wednesday. Probably come out on Thursday since I'm posting this one so quick. But either way. Um, so I'm going to get this posted. You'll be, you should be listening to this on the 5th. Um, and I really want you guys to do me a favor. If you listen to the podcast and you want to share your opinion, go to our anchor page Right there on the front, there's a little button that you click, and you can leave us voicemails. Give us feedback. Give us feedback. Tell us what you think about this uh, about this recent episode and your thoughts on the Xbox One, the PS4, and the Wii U. Tell us what you think, what your favorite exclusives were, um, and we'll feature it on this next episode, if anyone does it. I don't exactly. Know if you're going to. Right. But anyways, we love y'all. We love you very much. Episode 302 is in the books. Talk to you soon. Peace out. Peace.